0: Bonjour. And bienvenue. Hello and welcome to the Conjure South Spellcast podcast, the only Conjuring podcast providing royal, intellectual, and traditional Hoodoo rootwork and divination, a space highlighting the cultural traditions of Hoodoo, and an invitation to all other spiritual systems from around the world. I am your host, Queen Cotalia, the Hoodoo Queen of the Imperial Court, Milner de la Ponte. I am joined by my magical co-host, the Madame Aphrodite and the Urban Alchemist. Today's episode, The Urban Alchemist will encourage us to take a deeper look into spiritual physical tools and the importance they serve. We will then provide divination and custom spiritual work to our calling clients to rectify matters within love, money, and other life matters. Je répète, bienvenue to Conjure South Spellcast podcast. Bonjour, bonjour, je suis Cotalia, Lorena Du Delaco, de Aperial Mill de la and it's me, Queen Cotalia, here with the Condra South Spillcast Podcast with my amazing co-host, the Urban Alchemist, as well as Madame Aphrodite. Bonjour, bonjour. comment ça va? Hello. Bonjour. How's everyone well. doing?
1: We are very well. How are you?
0: I am well and busy and exhausted. If I had to be a madame, I would be Madame exhausted. Um, <laughs> so, that's that's about where I am. How has everyone week been this past week?
2: Interesting. Yes. Yeah. How so? Well, aside from the thunderstorm the other day and my coworkers choking on their words, um, I learned about uh, candles crying today. And so this has been quite interesting.
0: Irvin <laughs> <laughs> Alchemist, how has
1: your week been? I've had a, a stellar week. I um, had a visitor, my father in town, and we had a little men's retreat that we do mm. about every year called Mancation. And um, March is a really special month in my family, especially this year. So Along with our shenanigans, we got to um, honor our ancestors together, and it was very moving. And the last thing I'll say is, um, we got to visit the American Indian Museum Smithsonian here in DC. And if you've never been, it's my absolute favorite. And I got to see some spiritual tools on display, so I recommend mm. if y'all. Are ever in yeah, if you're ever in DC, come and check it out. It's amazing. And I thought of Clear um, Mother Shoren Wapatuquai Piper, and I cannot wait for Fett to hear her speak.
0: Yes. Wow. That is amazing. And I think it's so beautiful that because I know as a student of the of the institute, you've mentioned, you know, the the men's retreat that your family has. And mm-hmm. I think that is incredible, you know, because you don't really hear about people putting in that type of effort, especially the men within our community as people of color. Right. So to have that um. I am certain it is not it is not just a space of like maturity and in, in some some ways and growth in others but I'm also certain that it is incredibly healing
1: as well um very very much so you have no idea <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> so <laughs> so
0: um the thing with that is like I think it's so beautiful because traditionally when a girl becomes of age, the women teach her how to become a woman, how to be a mother. And it was because of these daily retreats, you know, of Mm -hmm. going into, going down to the river or going to harvest food or whatever the situation may be, you began to be groomed into the woman, into into the being that you are going to be here. Um, within this mundane space as well as spiritual spaces. And it's the same for young men. There was a time when you know puberty hit and then you have um the men teaching um the the young boys how to be men, how to be fathers, how to be gatherers, how to be warriors, um, depending exactly. on your your culture and your lineage. Um, sometimes depending on your blood lineage, it could be the healers. They're teaching you how to do the healing things and learning about the different medicines and etc. So that's beautiful to hear. Um, so yeah, but that's incredible. I know that today that our um focus is on, as we would say, DOT spiritual, which are spiritual tools, and um I'm very excited about this particular topic because you see a lot online and you see a lot of people using many things. Um, Some things are 100% tools. Some things are spirits. Some things are allies. But for whatever reason, some people like to just throw it all in one big basket and assume it's all the same. And that can get incredibly, um, not just confusing, but dangerous as well as Sometimes completely useless as well. So um, it's just I'm so happy that you brought this discussion up. So, Urban Alchemist, I'm gonna let you take it away with um leading this discussion on spiritual
1: tools. Why thank you, Queen? Thank you so much for allowing me to talk about this topic, which is really fascinating and very important to me. And Hearing you speak um, about your understanding of the men's retreat reminds me of a book that I um, read with my father this year called "Of Water and the Spirit" by Patrice Maladoma Samay, Maladoma Patrice who recently departed. Mm. And um, the book is all about the initiations and rites of passage his, um, in his group and the, the Dagora people in Burkina Faso. Oh wow! And. Yeah, and it just outlines so many different customs, and rituals, and traditions. Um, and so as you spoke of that, it reminded me of that book because it was so important for the grandfather to spend time with the youth, like the newborns and the youth, to pass on traditions and to exchange information because the youth just came from the other side and the uh, he the grandfathers, grandfathers. Was about to go back. So they need yes. to exchange information. And it's an amazing book, and we read it together, so we have a certain respect for our rites of passage and our our bonding time. But in the book, there's at least one specific tool that was used, very powerful. It was an arrow. They called it the upside-down arrow, and it was the tool of their people, and it was very powerful, and you had to be instructed in how to use it. May I ask...
0: Um, this upside down arrow, is this a drawn arrow or is it like an arrow head? Is it, oh, is it, um, like a spear? Like, is it an actual physical object or a,
1: or is it a drawn, um, symbol? It's a physical object that works beyond just physical ways, um, It was upside down because either you shoot it into the air or the ground, but you could shoot it and it would appear appear any number of places. And this was their secret weapon, especially when people started to come and colonize and all of that stuff. So you brought me to that. And also when I was at the museum yesterday, I can't speak for the culture because I really don't know much about it, but I'm happy to learn they had these um, shields that the men, as a part of their rites of passage, and um, I don't wanna say which tribe because I don't remember, there were so many that we looked at, but they would go on their vision quest. And while they were there, if uh, an ancestral spirit appeared, they would draw the image of them on the shields and then they would remember certain secrets and details. And then when they went to fight, either physically or even spiritual, they would use that shield and those guides would be uh, there to help them. So those are two examples that I've seen. Oh, wow. That is amazing. So why is this topic important to speak on? It's because it makes all of us, whether you have a spiritual craft or tradition, or even if you're just doing something mundane, it makes us more skillful practitioners of our crafts. And with the two stories i just demonstrated, there's cultural significance as well. Mm. Um, So let's talk about some of the myths trends and even maybe demonization of tools um one big myth i see now is that spiritual tool will make you more powerful and that is not the case i'll get to that in a minute but i'll just say right now your ability your magic is within you a tool is simply an object now when i ask queen to distinguish between a tool and an ally later you'll really understand that but Tools are just objects that are at our disposal to use with our magic. If I magic, may in quotation. If mm-hmm. I may,
0: very quickly, I love that you brought up, and this is just tracking back a little bit, but I love that you brought up the the point of the cultural importance of right. tools because when you look at different cultures, these tools may all be the same object, but used differently. And I think it's important for people to understand that because I don't think that that crosses their mind when they're thinking about tools. It's just like, oh, well, here's um, a knife. So I'm just going to use it in this way. But it's like your people may have not used knives in that way. A really good example, and I'm not going to get too deep, is when we were publishing The Queen of Spades and Mahia Mahia, I was looking at their working with um, vera, and I was like, this looks very similar, if not the exact same as what we do in our culture. The difference was um, where we would take aloe vera and nail it to um, a place in our house for protection, they would do it, but wrap it in ribbon or something um, and some other things. So I just think it's really important for people to also understand that when we are talking about tools or allies and all of these things, there is also that cultural um, foundation that can't be ignored. Um, in your path of learning about these tools. So anyways, there's that. Please continue on. I do
1: apologize. That's that's huge. And I actually want to talk about that. I think I'm going to address that later. So remind me if I forget. <laughs> but um, the power, so I said a spiritual tool will make you more powerful. That is a myth. Another myth is that the power is actually in the tool. And as Queen just demonstrated in a way, it's not in the tool. It's in the use of the tool. So you can use it differently, you know, especially depending on your culture. Uh, another myth is that more tools are better; more is more. Not necessarily the case. Not necessarily. And the last little myth that I want to touch on is an emphasis on buying expensive, one-of-a-kind tools. For no, as sorry. people say, for poor, easy payments of ninety-nine, you could possess this magical. So that's um. These are some things I like to debunk. And I'm going to be talking about myself as a diviner and using examples of tools for divination. So, when I think of it, there are many, many, many tools, but some of the top ones I can think of are bones for bone reading that I learned from Queen Co, tossing coins, tea leaves. I do have a crystal ball. I love it so much. I got it from mm. at a really good rate. <laughs> Hold on,
0: where did you get it? And
1: um home goods. Yes, it had indeed. my name on it. It was yeah, it was on the discount aisle. I go there every week, and this week it just popped up. And I was like, Oh, that's for me. So um, so we have that, we have playing cards, and we have my primary tool, the tarot. So The first thing Um, I want to say is that, yes. So can we take
0: one step back to one of the myths that you mentioned of more is more when it comes to tools? Mm -hmm. I think people really need to pay attention to that because when I tell you more is more distracting (laughs) If anything, if Mm -hmm. anything, like, more is more distracting. I just had a class today teaching. (laughs) Here she go. See, Madam Aphrodite Mm -hmm. was in the
1: class.
0: (laughs) And I'm not calling out this student. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, like, gaslight her or, like, pick at them or anything of that nature. But, or and, and, or in addition to Mm -hmm. the class, she was mentioning how these, about crying candles. Urban Alchemist, have you heard about candles crying?
1: I was curious about that when Aphrodite said it earlier. Okay, so apparently... I've heard heard of crying hearts, not
0: crying candles. Okay, crying candles (laughs) is when your candle is melting. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Okay. And so anyways, Mm -hmm. so they were saying how in this other group and other class they took, that they learned that if your candle is melting, then it's crying. And that means that there's negativity around it. So you need nails to clean up the wax to keep the negativity from leaking down on the work (laughs) and all of this extra stuff. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it put me right back in this space with another with a client that was like Queen I can't do this work because I read this book on 900 years of hoodoo um, and they said I need (laughs) (laughs) I need I need (laughs) the doggone 21 herb um, special and Queen it's expensive but you get these herbs and da 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 And, and, and so it's this thing of Adding all of these details to the point now, specifically in traditional hoodoo, it is so far removed from hoodoo because of all these added ideas, as exactly. well as these reinforced and and um, regurgitated the, the regurgitating um, information and and miseducation with with of the culture, and so it's. I agree with you that, first of all, more is not more powerful. It is not more. If anything, it is more distracting and it right. causes more distance between you and your actual Ashe. And so I didn't exactly. just want to want to skip over that because that was a very strong point. But what were you saying now in regards to um, tools regarding you? Yeah,
1: I'm still apologizing. So that's um, fine, I'm actually gonna come back to that too, unless you would like, you want me to address that now? I gonna say so, sorry to mention, please. Okay, so, um, cause I'm gonna go through each one of these, but I'll say less is more generally because there are different tools for different purposes and there's versatility for the tools of use. So you literally said that, you know, and this culture we work with it this way and another we work with this, they're versatile. Mm-hmm. So, even within one culture or tradition, they're versatile. yeah, so um, yeah, so I mentioned a whole gamut of tools that I have. Do I use all of them? Heck, no, I don't have the time. <laughs> I don't even like them. They have different purposes. Like if I, I was about to list, ask my... you urban alchemists, do will they even work together? Sometimes, yes, sometimes no mm. sometimes, yes, sometimes. no. So, like my bones I use normally once a month, sometimes once a week. My tea leaves I do every day. And I do the my tea leaves just for me. It's a new tool for me. Very personal. I'm not the best at it. Now let me tell you today. It's difficult. Let me tell you today it read me the heck out of me. It's difficult. You admit that. Okay, cool. So it's not just me.
2: No, <laughs> mm-hmm. I tell you, it's
1: precise when it needs to be, it is precise. So it got. How y'all say it snatch my edges? I don't know if I yes, have indeed. Stance, <laughs> um the crystal ball, I rarely use that, y'all. Rarely. It's too heavy. I can't carry it everywhere. Playing cards <laughs> every week. Every week. Tarot, y'all, every day, every minute, every second. So um there's a variety of tools. And the way I like to say is this is a really good real life example. Y'all ever watch those cooking shows?
0: I do. Um, the comp-
1: Competitions like uh-huh. my favorite ones are the ones like Chopped or um Top Chef, where they have to cook like out of a gas station, they get like three or four ingredients. That is my absolute favorite because I know I could kill that. Because if you can really cook, you can make magic happen with like practically nothing. But you see these other chefs where they have all premium ingredients you got the Wagyu beef, you got the truffles, you got the $500 bottle of wine. And it's like if that's all you know how to cook with can you really cook or are you relying on the strength of those ingredients? So, um, less is more truly like if you really want to do your craft, I really believe, and, and as far as concentrating your um, studying, if you're scattered all over the place, you're not really going to develop in any one area significantly. Um, do you all agree with that? Have you all experienced that at all? Mother Aphrodite.
2: Uh yes absolutely um especially with the overload of um, spiritual tools and such um, I have a associate I would say he has crystals and tarot cards and uh the ruins of, I don't know if I'm saying it right but they're like these little um they like like the stones. Yeah, with the symbols and stuff in them. Yeah. Pieces, you know. um, she has that, and, and then she has a Green Witch book, and I, I'm like, girl, we right. need a spiritual audit at this point, because I, I, I don't <laughs> know what's going on. So, yes, absolutely. absolutely. I have definitely experienced that, and I noticed like when a lot of people get into this realm, they go into this spiritual frenzy where they feel like they have to have every damn crystal under the moon, and every kind of water, so absolutely.
1: Exactly.
0: I would say, um, I think you said it best, <laughs> like, and this is why I make this statement and people don't like it, like there are magical beings and the, then there are practitioners of magic. Right. The practitioners of magic to me are those that are just using tools or spiritual allies to do their work, Mm -hmm. you know, versus actually. And so they try everything. Um, And it's one of the things that I teach in the Institute. Do one work at a time. So, you know, what spirits, what tools are working for you versus what isn't. Working for you, um, and so I, I absolutely see the 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 constant, and and, and it's, you know even even saying that out loud now, it's like now I understand why people continue to operate in that cycle. They don't know what's working, what's not working, so I just got to do everything all over again because something
1: mm-hmm.
0: happened. <laughs> But you know, but then again,
1: it's like, but on the you got to deduce process of deduction from there rather than just knowing what works. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, that that would be my my thoughts on that. Excellent, and not to overdo this point, but this is another example I thought of. You know, this is I was once a part of this group, a very popular influencer. <laughs> Um, They had a tarot group. I was like, great, I can join this community and get to know people. I joined the group. Everybody in the group had 10 sets of cards, Oracle and tarot, and couldn't read one, to be honest. Where I really prized being able to have one deck and use it 10 different ways. Can you hear the audio? Uh Excuse me? So... um, Yeah, like there are different methods as well of using one object. Like, there are different methods of using one object. Like with tarot, for example, there are different ways to tell time. So there's not one set way. So if you use the versatility of the tool, you're going to get much more out of it than using 10 different tools for one thing. All right. So next, I would like to emphasize, you know, knowledge of your craft and tool is what makes you powerful. It's not the tool itself. The tool can be powerful when combined with the knowledge that you possess. Um, like so a guy. The is indeed in the... exactly. Exactly. How often have you seen these old people with these high powered phones with all these apps and they don't know how to use not a one.
0: Then you see a
1: five-year-old or a 10-year-old come yeah come and change all the settings and use everything so it's um it's within the possessor of the tool um simplicity is indeed key and one thing i see that's really popular right now and it really irks me and i have to not speak on it much because it's just the mindset is that I can't, I don't like that tarot. It doesn't resonate with me. Or as I've heard some people say, resignate. Okay, I'm like, resignate, resign. Just say you don't like it because it doesn't have Black people. Just say that. But guess what? Your playing cards don't have Black people either, nine times out of 10. So let that go because these are just cards and paper, cards and paper. And once you learn how to use this, you can get whatever deck you like. But the focus is on the wrong things. Um, When you get good enough with this tool, you don't even need the tool. This is just training wheels. I don't need these cards because the cards are in me. I live this. So we got to see beyond the basics as as (laughs) Queen was saying see beyond and see the potential, the potential for ourselves. And the last thing I'll say before I kick it to you, Queen, is that care for our tools is important. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, in my opinion, the care for the tool is your reverence and respect for your craft. It's demonstrated through your care for the tools. It's not because the tools require this. I see a lot of people who put a lot of emphasis on cleansing and putting it out in the moon when it is that in the third and all of that stuff is they're fine to do. Those things are fine to do, but they're not necessary. What is necessary is using your tool. Do you use your tool? How often do you use your tool? Do you have experiences to draw from? That's what's powerful. And I think those other activities surrounding a tool are like really big distractions. That's another thing that I see. So. With that, Queen, I'm going to ask you to please tell us how you distinguish between tools versus allies.
0: Well, for not just for me, but what it is, um, and I'm glad that you asked that question and, and asking me to bring a focus to this part is because a lot of people you see, unfortunately, think or approach using herbs as though They are tools versus working with them as the spirits they actually are. It is this again, and I may say this every single episode, but this self-serving ego power trip that people has within the metaphysical or traditional spiritual community Mm -hmm. is absolutely the most Dreadful things since A Fashion Show with No Fashion by Shish by I mean,
1: <laughs> we're the I'm just, I'm, just,
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it is dreadful. That's what Dwight said. said it was dreadful. Right. How
1: dreadful. <laughs> yes. A fashion show with no
0: fashions, how dreadful. How dreadful. <laughs> so the thing is, people are dismissing these herbal spiritual allies or these animalistic um, allies um, or these natural spiritual allies and using them as tools. well I you you can you can use rose petals for love, but you just cannot use rose petals for love because rose in your culture where your Iha stems from may mean protection. So you're thinking you're putting together a love bag. It could be really be making the foundation of seeing a protection bag or a jar. Um, and then also, too, maybe it has nothing to do with that aspect of you, but it is maybe it's more important to understand that Rose doesn't like you. Neither does Jack. Okay. So or, anybody that, <laughs> or anybody on the Titanic for that anybody on the Titanic for that matter. Right. So
1: Rose, Jack. Okay.
0: So my thing is like a lot of people dismiss this. So what is the difference between a spiritual ally versus a tool? Well, a spiritual ally, like herbs or animal spirits or folk spirits, okay? Mm-hmm. Because people are like, oh, I'm going to use hijan.
1: <laughs>
0: bajan, <Bye>, John. Okay. <laughs> no, not my loves. You really um, can't use them. And the reason why is because you have to build a relationship with them. Right. That's the difference. You make and build a relationship with these spiritual herbs and animals and folk spirits, etc. There has to be a respect given to this space, which is different than a jar, which you don't have to give a um, respect to. However, mm-hmm. you will see people take their incense and clean out the jar and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and has all the stuff in there. I'm removing, what is inside? Who who
1: went it's through Winn-Dixie?
0: <laughs> who went through Winn-Dixie? And inserted (laughs) negativity in your mason jar. (laughs) I am just asking a question and I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, you know, help me understand. Just help me understand because it doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, I'm going to go pick up my seven day candle. Well, you don't know what negativity is on it. So you mean someone's just coming out from outside and going, okay, seven day candle. I'm going to you know, put negativity on you and negativity on you and negativity on you. So it okay. needs to be cleansed. That's not how spirits are transferred. And I would even go as far as saying this and this isn't so much surrounding the topic. But we need to understand, again, culturally, when it comes to hoodoo and within the African diaspora, it had nothing to do with energies at all. It was the spirits and the workings of things. People didn't go into the house to let me remove the negative energy. No, I got to move this hag. <laughs> Hello, this hag has to go. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like that's a real thing, and so it's important again to bring um, acknowledgement to the cultural um, relevance of things. But yeah, so if the, with the difference of spiritual tools versus spiritual allies one you must respect and build a relationship with and respect that there may be may be um there is possibly not a relationship to build upon and that's okay versus something that you are an an item or object that you are um utilizing as a container or as a mixer or as a um any of those things. And so that's what I would say to that. And I do want to just encourage everybody to please, please, please um, respect your spirits whether they decide to work with you or or decide not to work with you um, when it comes to these herbs and other things. But that would
1: be my answer. Excellent. I love all of that and definitely agree. And I'm very curious, Aphrodite, Yes. What's your experience of tools in religion? Because I think you see a lot of tools to used in religion for different ceremonies, um, different purposes. And also, as a conjurer, what tools do you use and how do you use them?
2: So, um, being initiated into Ifa, um, can't really speak much. However, uh, what I can and will say
1: um, mm, right. one
2: of the tools um, that I absolutely love to use um, is uh, Obi. So, Obi would be a Carry shell if you can see here on the back mm-hmm. of a coconut shell right and it's not always this perfect and round you know uh, traditionally they'll break them up and put them on there but um if you look at the carri shells it's also used in hoodoo for divination as well um but we're not sticking it you know to the back of a coconut shell and so mm-hmm. on and so forth right um ew. it's so so so
0: much Madam I wanted to ask yes. you: Is there a difference between reading colonets in Efi and reading Obi, or is it one of the same, or is it different depending on what branch of Efi you are um, in?
2: So I know that um, a lot of people, well, it. <laughs> It kind of depends on um, who's comfortable with what. Um, because mm-hmm. I see other um reading with Kola Nuts, but I read with my, you know, my Obi. Um, I don't think that there's any restrictions on it. Uh, I guess it's, it's really what the person is comfortable with.
0: And could you just um, define what Obi is?
2: So, um, Obi is a form of divination. <laughs> um, it's, uh, exactly. Well, I'm not gonna say exactly, but it's it and it's similar to hoodoo when um you're throwing the the bone uh, the, yes, the bones. Um so it's you know you cast and you divine and see what's going on.
0: So, so. so it's a method of divining. Okay. Yes,
2: it is a method of divining.
1: Super messy. I've heard that the um colonets are really hard to get in the states. Uh
2: you have to have a good connect. Yeah. Um a, a lot of uh a, a lot of spiritual tools and other things that's uh, needed, um, especially in ATRs. Uh, you you just have to have a really good connect to get them. Right. It is hard.
1: And I heard it was like a freshness issue because you need a mm-hmm. fresh one to break apart and all that stuff. And then are Chamolongos similar yes. to the OB in your, in your practice?
2: Ooh.
1: It's like a cow shell with the coconut. Sounds similar. <laughs> Cause, that, cause, cause,
0: Shemulongo, that's your. There, I don't think there's any Kari with that. It's mm-hmm. just the coconut part. Just the coconut. Okay. Yeah. Um. I know that's the that's the divination system they use within palomayombe Correct.
1: Yes. So, All right. the last quick point that I wanted to make is that you know we really need to expand the idea of tools. Um, diagrams can be tools. Um. They're definitely using many different things that I do. And there's more than meets the eye. When somebody sits down, you know, you may see a physical object, but there's a lot more going on, okay? And also in this modern era, we have technology. So I have a tarot app that sends a tarot card to me every day. And does it work just as well as a deck of playing cards? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's all kinds of tools. And keep that in mind as you do your practice. I mean, it's much more convenient to carry a cell phone around than. A deck of tower guards.
0: <laughs> so, are the, were those all of your points?
1: That is.
0: Oh, wonderful. Okay. Well, I thank you for bringing this topic up. And again, I know that we just skimmed the surface of a couple of tools. Um, because, again, there's so many, as um, the Urban Alchemist mentioned, like, you know, seeing glasses or um um um
1: well Pendulum.
0: looking glass looking glass um mm-hmm. and and you have pendulums you have cards all of these things and so we'll probably have to do another um another um podcast on this so that we can discuss even deeper or not even just deeper but touch on some other different tools that other people use or bring in some other guests that use some of these other tools that we don't use, so we can absolutely provide firsthand um, information surrounding these things. So again, thank you so, so very much, Cheryl, for this amazing topic. And um, at this time, we are going to go to our calling client. Merci de voir Thank you for listening to the Conjure South Spellcast Podcast. The Conjure South Spellcast Podcast is brought to you by The Conjure South Conjure Parlor and Apothecary, located at 10 South Conception Street, Mobile, Alabama, where you will find me, your host, Queen Cotalia, and La Madame de Conjure South, providing you with traditional spiritual healing services. Be sure to check us out at www.conjuresouth.com or follow us on Instagram at conjure underscore sound maintenant nous avons the free reading and spiritual work of the day caller number one are you with us
2: hello yes i'm
0: here hello bonjour how are you madame
2: good how are all you
0: guys wonderful no complaint thank you so much for joining us so if i am um correct me if i am wrong but your question this evening is, what direction am I headed when it comes to my career? Is that correct? Yes. Wonderful. So I'm just going to call you because I don't know if you have um, any kind of alias or you want to be you know, keep your identity under wraps. We just say caller number one. Um, so caller number one. Also, what is your birthday? June 25th,
2: 1984.
0: Okay, June 25th, 1984. So we'll have Madame and the Urban Alchemist um, pull your cards. And based off of what they pull, I will provide spiritual work to help rectify, fix, amplify, or attract um, what you may need in order to have those things come into fruition. So Urban Alchemist, would you like to go first? Certainly, thank
1: you. So- Absolutely. Mystery caller, (laughs) Um, you're in a big learning phase right now. It's funny, I've gotten this for previous callers. It's interesting that it keeps coming up. You're in a learning phase right now. And so there's a lot of things that you don't know, but um, this is a time to learn them. They can relate to a lot of legal situations, a lot of decision-making. And the thing about decision is once you make it, it's kind of final. So you want to make sure you do all of the work on the front end that goes into making a decision that you can stand by. So that's what's happening right now. And this is a trial and error process, but it's been mostly good for you. In the past, you were transitioning out of something and you had responsibilities as you were transitioning. Like I know you have a family and you have other obligations. So they were looking to you and you're like, well, I don't know where I'm going, but I mean, I guess I'll assist you all in moving with me. But the really great news is the future is just so bright for you. It's brilliant. Everything is clear. You're going to have such a sense of fulfillment and joy from the work that you do. And you're going to um, have a sense of playfulness as well, which is so important. And you're going to be completely satisfied to the core of who you are. And that's so great for business because when you are operating out of a sense of joy and fulfillment, it radiates to people outwards and it pulls people into your orbit. So people feed off of that authenticity, joy, excitement. I mean, I don't think there's a better type of result or answer to your question. So I'm just excited for you.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you. So
0: much. Thank you. Um, that was wonderful. Um, Reverend Alchemist, could you please let the people know again which cards you are reading from as well as which cards you have? I really would like for our um, viewers to, regardless if it's the same deck every week, it's good for them to understand what deck you're reading with, as well as how you are um, not just interpreting what you're, which cards you have, but what you are communicating, um because it's very clear. um So could you share with us what those cards were yeah, and what deck certainly. you're writing with?
1: I'll tell you, um I'm reading with the Rider-Waite-Smith, as always, and the one that was really most important in this reading was the sun card at the end because the sun card is about just joy. I mean, it doesn't get any more simple than that. It's bright. Um, but the thing that people may not consider as much as the authenticity. It's about being content from your most authentic self, the inner child, and that sense of playfulness and everything comes out. And just like the sun pulls the planets into its orbit, that divine energy, that authenticity pulls people into your orbit. So as far as business, promoting yourself and gaining business, it's a great card because you're going to get the recognition and it comes to being authentically you.
0: Wonderful. Lamida Methodite, what do you have and what are you reading with?
2: Okay, so... First and foremost, um, I'm reading from Animal Messages. Okay. And the three cards that I have for you, um, the first one is the wild horse. So, um, in reference to the wild horse, um, this is a very uh, majestic animal. However, it's wild and free, and stays true to its path, uh, regardless if someone tries to tame it. So, um, this card is really letting you know that you need to live in your passion. Like right now, you're not happy, um, and you're settling. And um, you need to be honest with yourself. Like it's getting the, you know, it's getting the bills paid. You know, it's doing what it needs to do. However, um, closed mouths don't get fed. So you need to set yourself up to move forward. Um, doors aren't gonna open unless you get up and open it, right? It's not just gonna swing open. So we need to um we need to take heed and map out a plan to actually move. Okay. Um, the second card you have is a tiger. So with the tiger, um, it's a very passionate animal, um, but it also has a voice. And this also lets you know that you need to speak up speak up and tell people no. Um, don't say yes when the answer is really no. Um, don't settle, don't, you know, don't supplement things in areas that you know you're not happy in. Um, and this is in regards to your career. Um, you know, either whether you are taking late work or getting off early or doing somebody else's work, you have to stand up for yourself and understand that it's only gonna be you to get you out of this situation. Um, the third and the final card you have is the honeybee. So honeybees, um, obviously we think of honey, it's very sweet. However, um, when you see a bee, most of the time you never see it be just sitting. It's always moving. It's always doing something. So this comes back to your personal work and what you need to do. Um, There's gaps you need to fill. And these gaps are in referencing to paperwork. So um, your resume, your portfolio, uh, whether it be, you know, filling out more applications or things of that nature, um, you really need to get on that. So yes, ma'am.
1: Super, super. I'll just say, you know, horses, there's a horse on the same part as well. So that's Two horses.
0: <laughs> so, in reference to all of those things, I will then go along with Madame Aphrodite and the Urban Alchemist with assisting you with a little work. If you are ever so blessed to find a horseshoe, take the horseshoe and you can place it above your door, but before doing so, anoint it with protection oil, or you can dress it with protection herbs. Take four nails and nail them into the right side of the horseshoe. If you do this, you can do this at your front door. You can do this on your property and bury it. As long as those nails are on the right side, what this is going to do is give you that clarity and that confirmation of discernment, like strengthening your discernment to make the decisions you need to make, go in the right direction, bringing luck to you as you're on these spaces. But the biggest thing is this, because what we're hearing is you're not going to have a difficult issue. It's not that you're not going to be unsuccessful, but what a lot of people do not do, and this is something that I would encourage you to do, do not prepare to fail. Do not prepare to not have or to have a um, a delay for you you need to prepare to succeed Ooh. because if you don't prepare to succeed then you have prepared to fail okay so it's very important for you to do that so if you have the clarity and that guidance from that horse the spirit of the horse And the reason why you need the the, the horse itself is the omen, the spirit, in hoodoo. They always know how to get home. They always know where to go. And so this is why we're going to be using this. But then also, too, people are wanting the ability to obtain and manifest. But they're not thinking about the protection of what you've manifested. Mm -hmm. So this is why we must anoint or dress the shoe with the protection herbs and oils. So that those successes, when you are going down that path in confidence and with faith, it is also protected. So that's the work that I have for you, caller number one.
2: I thank you guys all so much. Like, I'm like Mm y'all's biggest fan. I listen to you guys weekly. I'm telling you, Miss Queen Co, like you guys, I, I, I grew up you know I'm an 80s baby I grew up listening to like radio stations like I listened to it for the DJ for what they were talking about for the morning shows okay like you guys are my morning show I like I have not found a podcast that I have not been so addicted to yet until I met (laughs) this one right here so I want to thank you and I'm so so privileged to even be here so I thank you all and everything that all of you said resonates a hundred percent so I thank you so much
0: Thank the you sun so is shining much.
1: On you right now, so I mean, don't discount that either. The sun is shining directly on you. I know. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. thank you so much for
0: being here, caller number one, and thank, thank you. you for being such a great supporter. Um, we are more than grateful to have your support and love and kindness. We will see thank you very soon.
2: Bye, Miss Quinko. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: <clears throat> so. That was wonderful. We would take caller number two, but we're already running out of time. And I have a whole cleansing that I have to go get prepared for. Um, But yeah, so Urban Alchemist, thank you so very much for bringing in this amazing topic. I look forward to expanding on spiritual tools, how to use them, and how I might have to go choke my dog out because she's (laughs) going to start barking. So there's that. Um... So, yes, I thank y'all so very much for joining this um, late evening. Many blessings to everyone. Madam Aphrodite, how can they find you on the social?
2: You guys can find me at afro.aphrodite on Instagram. And you also can find me at afro.aphrodite on TikTok. And Aphrodite is spelled A-F-R-O-D-I-T-E.
0: Super. Urban Alchemist, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram
1: you know, at Urban Alchemist. All one word and the cute little blue icon. That's name.
0: Super. And you can find me on YouTube at The Hoodoo Queen on IG at Conjure underscore South. That is at Conjure one underscore South. That's it. Because, you know, there's the charlatans um, out there. And then you can also find me in some other spaces that's more um personal and less spiritual, but we'll talk about that at a later time at a later day. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, y'all have a blessed one. Thank you so much for being here again. Just we Cotalia Benza Mona de la Puna I am Queen Cotalia, the Huda Queen, and this is the Conjure House Podcast. Until next time, I be on bye-bye. Bye. Le semaine prochaine, I, Queen Cotalia, will bring us a focus in good luck traditions and conjure.